TheOAMNetwork.com. Hey guys, it's Justin. When you get done with this podcast, do us a favor. Give us a five-star rating and a positive review, and then head over to our YouTube channel and subscribe. As always, for all of our content, go over to GarageAthletes.com, sign up for our newsletter. Today on Garage Athletes, it's a question of the chicken or the egg. Does strength training help sports more than sports help strength training? We talk with Jared Enderton of Enderton Strength and Brittany Beaumont of Play. Both have played sports for a very long time and have been strength training from an early age. We dive into if they think learning sports help them get so strong and enduring or vice versa. Hey guys, not all athletes are created equal. Individual programs are the best way to reach your full athletic potential, but they're expensive. We've created a training system that allows us to test you and place you into one of our program designs based on your strengths and weaknesses. Because of this, you can get the full effect of an individualized program without the cost. So go check it out under programs at garageathletes.com. Let's talk about low bar front squats. <laughs> Did yeah. you see that picture Edward posted? Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. We had there's a lot <laughs> of people that it. were tagging each other. So he had the bar on, on his, his back, back and he cranked his, and elbows, he cranked his elbows up front like he's doing a front squat. He's like, It's a new accessory movement I'm working on. It's called low bar front squats. And he posted it like as a joke and like a Everyone bunch of like people serious. like tagged other people's like, We need to try this and like John got on his ass. He's like, God damn it. <laughs> Edward, you're so... gonna fuck people up. <laughs> people, <laughs> he got so mad. Because like, people watch Edward because yeah. I mean, he's a good fucking weightlifter. It's like, a good flexibility post... exercise though. <laughs> I mean just, I guess so. Just with the bar like lightweight to, uh, <laughs> no, to no, open no, no, the no, rack max, position. Max no. eighty to ninety percent minimum. Yeah. <laughs> For sets, sets of 12. 12. For yeah. sets of 12. <laughs> yeah. Sound like me. Oh, fuck. Well, hey, what's going on, guys? We are at another oh, episode of GarageAthletes.com podcast. We are here with the very first episode of the Driven Series, Yay. which is um, ironically at the garage. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, you we got to pull out of the garage. Yeah, we haven't technically pulled out of the garage Not yet in the yet. Driven Series. Not driving yet. So um, we're fueling up. We're checking oil levels, and then we're going to get out there. Oil levels, huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's yeah. take the analogy a little. I, I, like, I like to take the analogy and I like to, you know, just, hit it until it's not even. I like, yeah, I like to run it until it's in the fucking ground. Yeah, it's my go to. Same thing. I like to take shit way too far. Well, there's Let's no keep talking about it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, when you got to balance the tires, you got to um, rotate them. got to rotate the tires, you know, make sure you adjust your, your mirrors so you know where you've been. The thing about the thing forward. about the Driven Series is that when your hands are on 10 and 2, <laughs> I don't fucking know. We are here with on 10 and 2 in life. We are here with Nathan Lowe. What's up, guys? Jared Enderton of Enderton Strength. Brittany, Brittany, Brittany Beaumont <laughs> of Play. That's P-L-A-E. Mm-hmm. Um, so are you? So you work for them, or you're sponsored by them, or both? Uh, both. I'm actually like a regional manager for them, but I'm also uh, an athlete for them. Mm, that's interesting. And Brittany doesn't have. She refused to put on headphones because she thought it would mess her hair up. That's exactly right. <laughs> no, we, <laughs> she, definitely, wa- definitely she walked in last minute, and we decided to do a podcast with her, and we didn't have an extra set of headphones. So sorry, but anyways, so. Yep. Jared is in town. We are uh, shooting a uh, a seminar, if you will, an online video seminar of um, of his Enderton Strength. Um, I guess Enderton Strength seminars is, is yeah. that what you know to call it? Yeah. 
Um, have you come up with like a really cool name for the online program? Yet? I haven't yet. You haven't yet. Uh, that's. I wanted to get it filmed first, and I've been. I've had like fifteen different ideas, but I have not been able to been like, oh, that's the one. We should. Like, that's you should the put name it out on it. social media. We'll say it right here. Like if someone comes up with a name they get the seminar for free <laughs> that's a good idea, a bad idea. if good they idea. come up with a name that i choose well yeah yeah you know yeah yeah, yeah. no it's just everybody just like <laughs> thousands of people everyone comes up with call a it name. shit seminar <laughs> john doe okay <laughs> free seminar <laughs> joe lifter seminar online um yeah so that's cool so where, where yeah. can they send those ideas into at just your facebook email or what yeah probably boy probably facebook would be the easiest facebook would be the easiest yeah just Jared Enterton on Facebook. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah, don't you? How many? How many? We were talking about that yesterday. How many profiles do you have on Facebook? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Truthfully, it's uh, <laughs> I have one friend page that's full. Yeah, uh, almost full. I deleted some people to to add some last second people, and then I have an Enderton Strength Business page. So, but now I'm at the point where I don't know whether to make another a fan page or if I convert my personal profile to a fan page or right. I don't know what I'm doing. So, so write into him about that too. Yeah, just give me life advice. Uh, <laughs> He's taking life could. advice from random people. Yeah, taking the, uh, yeah, taking the go-to. I mean, John North has what, like twelve Facebook pages? That keep <laughs> no, going? he's consolidated. He consolidated down to one, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. He Did just he? Uh, he's in one Facebook page or one Facebook uh, profile, and then now he's got like, uh, I think his it's Attitude Nation Inc. Attitude Nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's Attitude Nation. Is and I think his. as far as the fan page, I think someone has to make it for you. I think I don't know if you can make your own fan page. I think you can. Yeah, you can. Really? Yeah, you, you can. can. It's not like a Wikipedia. No, I don't mean like you can't do it. I think it's like a little taboo. Oh. <laughs> it's like I'm famous enough. I need to make a fan page for all my fans. It's I just mean, a little. I, I know. That's <laughs> I what I mean. That's reached, I think if you've reached your your limit of mm-hmm. friends, I mean, that's the next step, right? How many friends is that? It's 5,000, 5, right? Yeah. Stop. Yeah. You're popular. Well, 5,000. Like, yeah. It's not, it's, a whole it's, lot. It, Facebook's a lot slower than other social media platforms. Like, yeah. Plus, the I was older you Facebook. are, the more people you meet in life. Yeah. So you I mean, I'm like an old man by now. Grid but league boss, big time weightlifter. I mean, you're probably definitely big enough. Like you're on a team with Klokov. Yeah, you can make a fan page. But when there's like a high school running back who's like, check out Laquan's fan. Yeah, page. and I've, <laughs> like, yeah. I've, I've always said that too. Where I'm like, no, I I'll, I I don't want to make one. I won't make one. But then you think about it from marketing. Like if I yeah. don't make my own one, how are people going to stay in tune with what I'm doing or right. this online seminar? I just can't add yeah, any more friends it's, it's like, not it's, like it's you're shutting a pretentious down. asshole yeah. like like you, you are a you know you're a professional exerciser right mm-hmm. like at yeah. this point and actually let's take a step back i want anybody who doesn't know who jared enderton is tell us uh, tell us a little bit about jared enderton if i was making a jared enderton cake what would the ingredients be miracle whip <laughs> miracle whip baby <laughs> yes oh we'll uh, talk about that one later uh, yes oh. <laughs> uh, just miracle whip <laughs> be gorgeous. that's perfect miracle yeah. whip and hair follicles uh, not many hair follicles <laughs> well facial all right yeah, so yeah so uh, a little bit about me um i started out wrestling that's what i did in high school playing football golf all that stuff uh transferred into strongman right into college uh, so I gained about 115 pounds in a year uh, trying to do the strongman thing. And then not good weight, I'm assuming. Not good weight. Year. At your heaviest, how heavy were you? Uh, like 303. Okay, yeah. And yeah, you're how tall? Um, 6'4". <laughs> I am huge. I am submitting. I am submitting my this is where I'm gonna, right now. This is where I'm going to put in that video of you standing next to Ashe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like the... Uh, uh, the office where Dwight plays his double life or whatever it is, mm. and he he creates the exact same life. See, in my other life, I would be six four, but okay. uh, I'm five six, five six, and you were three oh three, three oh three. So that's that's a large male. 
Yes. So like even distributed. Male. <laughs> yeah. It's large sex. Like, like, like a large sex kitten. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so did strongman until 2010, and then transferred into weightlifting for the last five and a half years. I've been only weightlifting, and then really just three or four months ago, I transferred into uh, got drafted in the grid league. Went through the whole pro day uh, combine. Got drafted by Baltimore. So I'm now full-time focusing on grid league and CrossFit, and I just do weightlifting kind of for fun. Yeah, so. from what I hear, that combine for grid is gnarly. It's just, what, eight hours of max everything? Yeah, it's no joke, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, the it's pro day was watch, even harder. Yeah. Really? Wait, yeah. what's the difference between the pro day and the... They're very similar in how they're run, uh, but the pro day we specifically went to was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, and the combine was only Saturday, Sunday. So, like... Friday, you do all the grid score elements, which is five elements. And then Saturday, you test like three more things in the morning. And then you run a full grid match. And then Sunday, you test two more things in the morning. And then you run a full grid match. So like... Nope. Hard pass. I mean, I... Oh, boy. And when you're coming straight from weightlifting, and I went into the pro day on two weeks of training. And I think a lot of people are because were you like, like... Were you that's... like me yesterday training with you out of breath after like three snatches? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I'm doing a three rep complex. Oh, I'm dying. Oh, I know. Yeah. I'm drenched in sweat, crying in the corner, and then Jared's yeah. over there hadn't broken a sweat yet doing, like, muscle-ups. But we talked about that. Like, you're used to moving no more than 10 seconds at a time. Oh, yeah. So, like, well, we, going from start... throwing into lifting, nothing. No, yeah. like, you know, I had huge rest time. And then yeah. just with Jared doing his, you know, very lackadaisical workout, warm-up, whatever, I was dead. Yeah, completely dead. absolutely. Yeah. So, but I mean, we'll talk, I want to talk a little bit more about your story because it's anybody that doesn't know it, man, you going from 303 pounds of not healthy to being a grid athlete is pretty damn cool. And yeah. like we can show us like some before and after pictures, but so yeah, so now you are, you, um, Enderton, is it jaredenderton.com or Enderton? Yep. Jaredenderton.com. It used okay. to be Enderton strength. That's where entertainstrength.com, but that's where a lot of people get confused, but now it's jaredenderton.com. Figured I'd make it the same on all the platforms. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, my website, it's all Jared Enerton. Cool. So, and you are um, you are part of Team Do with John North, Attitude Nation. Yep, the darkorchestra.com. Uh, we, we basically online programming. Uh, so we, it's online programming where we offer video analysis also. So that's how ours is a little bit different, I think, than different programs out there. Is but that. you guys don't just offer weightlifting. You're much right. so like, like we're it's doing with weightlifting. You're doing like CrossFit, bodybuilding, stuff like that too, right? Yeah, I think there's like 10 different sports. So, I mean, powerlifting, strongman. you got strong different coaches man, for Different each one. coaches, yeah. So, I mean, there's things like, you know, bodybuilding and nutrition. John and I are not going to kill. Uh, <laughs> so, we have, you know, a nutritionist and things like that for the that program. Uh, and I do like the weightlifting for CrossFit program. Uh, you know, CrossFitters looking for extra weight lif- weightlifting workouts, and uh, you know, there's a weight loss program on there. I mean, there's a, there's everything really. Uh, oh, cool. We kind of make custom for you know, we've actually turned people down too, where if they have like a crazy weird sport that they're training for, and we know nothing about it, and we're like, man, that's just too far out of our expertise. We'll turn them down. Like, yeah. we, we don't accept anybody. And in terms of, we're like, oh yeah, we can definitely do it for you. And we're like, wait a second what the hell downhill skiing I've yeah never, you know i've never watched that you know what i'm saying like yeah, it's not i think snatch will help with that <laughs> yeah. right? like i mean snatch helps with everything but you don't want to get down the line with them and then say sorry i made this promise to you that we'd be able to help and now we can't so exactly. narrow grip no. snatch helps what with I, everything yeah. what i have noticed about the dark orchestra though which is actually really cool is that i've seen a lot of group online programs and stuff where 
you know, you get your program and you're very isolated. What I've noticed about the Dark Orchestra, just from the outside looking in, is that there's a huge community aspect. Yeah. And there's like people on the page are helping each other and coaches are helping athletes, athletes are helping other well, athletes. Yeah, fans of John and fans of, of the Dark Orchestra or Attitude Rabbit. Nation or whatever you want to call it or whatever they are, they're super dedicated fans. Like, Into it. Say what you want to about them, whatever it is. And, you know, they, John's I got his great haters, job. But yeah, I think it's super dedicated fans. Yeah, like by the time we go to have video, like uh, we probably have 250 active people on the Facebook page for video analysis. Jeez. So it's like a lot of both mine and John's job is to just be on the Facebook page a lot critiquing videos. Yeah. Uh, but by the time, like, you know, it's it's Sunday today, uh, but I, by the time I go to get to the videos tonight, I mean, there might be six people already commented on that video. That mm-hmm. That's not me or John yeah. that are helping each other out. So, yeah. I mean, you're getting a lot of different perspectives on the page and support, too. And how do you deal with that? Because obviously it's a lot of people. I mean, well, like, it's not sure. all the properly probably not all giving the proper cues so do you like no don't listen to that first guy he's an asshole well you don't say that in a beer of tea. <laughs> yeah. it's just like how about we go this direction you got to be a little more pc with yeah, it yeah so uh, that's a really tough one we haven't had to cross the bridge too much where it's too far out because a lot of the guys what's really cool is you see a common theme and i think it's really it's an unconscious effort is that john and i have commented on so many videos now that other people start relaying the same information mm-hmm. but the best part is they're they're saying it was such umph that you know they think it's their idea, which yeah. is awesome. Like, you know, they saw us say it, but maybe they didn't register. And they're like, no, you got to you gotta keep that butt lower longer throughout the ball. It's going to give you more for the finish. Like, that's, you know, it really, it's really helped me that cue has, you know. Yeah. So, so that's they're saying it. Yeah, the technique grow. Yeah, and they're believing so in what we're saying. it's more like it's coaching from, like, an empathy standpoint as opposed to just, like, telling them. It's like, no, like, I had that same issue, and I did this, and it worked. Like, yeah. so that's cool. Yeah, so yeah, we haven't ran into, like, any – Anybody being like, yeah, you need to get your butt six inches in the air or six feet in the air when you start. Like, well, it's like no, a lot of these people crazy. have probably gone to you and John's seminars. Lift too, with right? your chin, guys. So Lift with your that, chin. They have that past experience with y'all's style of coaching and y'all's style of like technique that y'all have created. I did not mean to air quote technique. It is a technique. I see how uh, it is. Yeah, I was just saying, no, Nathan's like, one of the technique. haters over here, the no, technique. No, I, I actually, we sat in and, you know, got to see some of your, your coaching methodology and philosophy yesterday, and it helped me out a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, so. yeah, and, and I want to talk about that a little bit, too, because um, what you do is a little bit different, maybe, I don't want to say different, but it's a different no, it's take different. on what, you know, what a lot of people do, and maybe even so John, what John teaches in his seminars. So how do you guys, like, from a technique standpoint, do you guys butt heads from time to time, like, when you're trying to give cues to people? Oh, how yeah. How do you deal with that? Yeah, we'll argue right on the page. Really? Which is great, yeah. Like, I'll be like, <laughs> you idiot. That's, it's, it's, worth yeah. en- it's probably worth enough money just to pay that a month <laughs> to see Jared and John just bitch at each other. <laughs> and I I think it's you know it's so cool because it's genuine like we're not like man let's just go on different sides so we can like create this fun excitement it's like literally no you know we have a different take on the start position on some of the finish positions that you know you saw yesterday too but it's great because it's a great thing to show athletes like hey just try this yeah we're not saying it's the only way to lift but hey, give it a shot. It's re- worked really well for me. And then John will say, "Hey, it's worked really well for me." And John says, it, uh, "My way yeah. is just a way to lift." Is it the best? It's not way? the yes. o- no. It's not the only way. Is it the only way? No. Is it the best way? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But that's good too that y'all argue and stuff because that way the people on team do know that it's not manufactured and they're like, "Well, we have to agree on this and know that someone isn't like." keeping something inside it's all out there and you can tell that the passion yeah and really the 90 i would say 85 to 90 percent of technique we agree on so like the whole basis for the pull and the catch and things like that we agree on we all agree the bar has to get back into you 
we differ a little bit on hip position in the start, say, uh, and then maybe just a little bit on the finish, but it's very subtle. And the general theme in terms of the entire body throughout each lift is exactly the same. Yeah. So it's just like really nitpicking. And if we were to describe our technique and like if we both had two minutes, you might think it's the exact same thing. It's just since it's our job and we go to seminars and we're very in-depth and analytical, we notice differences between each other, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. So. Well, there's well, so much you can analyze about the Olympic lifts, too. Of course, you're <clears> going to differ in some way. I remember listening to uh, Waitland Dapasoba where y'all um, – the Ilya Ilian video, the world record? Yes. Y'all talked about that for like 45 minutes to an hour. Just the first pull. <laughs> no. Just the first pull for an hour and a half, two hours. So there's obviously like a lot of stuff that you can go over, and there's going to be things you're going to disagree on, and that's important to disagree on it. Well, yeah. so what what I want to talk about today, the, the main thing, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff. I'm sure we'll probably ramble on as we always do. But yeah. I, we've got, you know, you played wrestler or you you were a wrestler. Yeah. And, and was it high school and college? Or just high school. Just high school. Yep. So, but – Pretty good wrestler, right? Safe yeah. to say. You were one state um, in Iowa. Got third twice. There you go. Yep. So um, Nathan, hammer thrower, Ole Miss, top 15 or so. Top 25. Top 25. Let's keep it safe. It's like top 25 just in case someone who knows more than me. My hop sounds like, Nathan's an idiot. He sucks <laughs> so much. Give me, yeah. yeah. And then so and Brittany, who uh, she, garage athlete and uh, part of our uh, regionals team, she is uh, she was a high level soccer player for uh, Clemson. Yep. Go Tigers. One. Go Tigers. <laughs> no, y'all don't do that. Hashtag I bleed orange. <laughs> you know, they have the coolest mascot in all of football. What the tigers? There's a lot. We of them. share it with a few, of, few <laughs> yeah, other schools. Like, yeah, but the the paw, I like it. Oh, the paw. Yeah, oh, and yeah. it has just to turn paw. towards one o'clock. Yeah, not the. So, I guess not the mascot. There. Yeah, yeah, why is hours that? Hours uh, it's just because we're different. It's when they start drinking <laughs> over there. No, we're not at noon. We're at yeah. We're a little tilt. We're turned. Like I've picked magnets off of cars to turn them. To one o'clock because if you're a real Clemson fan, you know, you like, know, like this bitch doesn't go to Clemson. <laughs> Basic Stop messing with shit. people's cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What like do they teach you at Clemson? You hooligan. <laughs> you're like messing with people's property. So, but we've also, I mean, three, you know, three athletes. Um, all you, well, both you guys do CrossFit, more grid league. You know, all weightlift, pretty good weightlifters. So, I, I want to talk about the correlation of like what is the actual correlation of weightlifting. Or you know the functional fitness world to actual sports, and do you think you doing that sport first before you got into that helped you with it, or do you think it's it's you know it's the chicken or the egg thing? Like which do you think helps more? Do you think strength conditioning is imperative to sport, or is sport and being active going to give you more of an advantage in strength conditioning, or if you end up getting the sports world? Yeah, I'll let uh, I'll let Brittany answer first. She's oh, been okay. a little quiet. Kind of yeah, no, let's get true. her on the mic. I think they both coincide with one another. Um, I know. I mean, I wish so badly that all these performance um, schools and trainings before college. I mean, I'm 23 now, so let's see, five years ago, six years ago, I wish I had some of that training before I stepped foot in a Division One. I mean, best conference in, for women's soccer in the ACC. I wish I would have had some anything revolving around strength and conditioning beforehand. But now, afterwards, being a Division One athlete has completely made that transition into CrossFit. I mean, what was it? Six months into CrossFit. I've been doing it a year and a half. Six months I came to Jordan. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Justin. Yeah. And I was like, I... <laughs> Jordan. Sorry. Jordan. Yeah, fuck jo Jordan, Brittany. <laughs> Michael Jordan, the greatest yeah. CrossFit coach been, of all time. Damn seeing, right. You've been seeing another coach behind my back? <laughs> <laughs> you cheating on me? Wow. Did we just. Oh, man. She's been over at Terminus. Yeah. Excuse me. My bad, guys. <laughs> but that made that transition just 
very easy. I mean, obviously, I didn't have the gymnastics background, but the overall strength and core and getting into it. I mean, we did Olympic lifts in college at Clemson for. Well, athletics, and that's so. why, like you know, and we just had we just had a podcast about. Um, you know about being a desk jockey or you know having a full-time job and being a high-level athlete but i think what it comes down to now that the sport has grown is that everybody that you're seeing at that high level has a background in sports Mm -hmm. and they have it because you have to start it in you know from the beginning so what i'm thinking we're going to see as the sport gets older is people that are in the sport and have been doing it for longer yeah you'll be able to see the people that start with crossfit and stay with crossfit the whole time but right now and for the next like foreseeable future the only people that you're going to really see are people that were performing at a pretty decent level athletically before they got into crossfit because of that base and but my Another question that I have specifically for you: Do you think that CrossFit would have helped you as a soccer player? To a certain extent, um, you know, obviously being heavier, a little heavier, probably not, um, just because of the muscle mass now. On yeah, the you field. have more muscle now. Yeah, than I mean, you did I was a, more of a cardio athlete, um, but general strength would have helped a lot. I mean, just I can. I mean, I'm five feet tall can't tell <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so my size even in the ACC I mean I was marking players that were 5'8 I mean it was I should have got like a box for you to stand up on and just lied to everybody so, <laughs> <five> <laughs> <seven>. <laughs> hold on for a second I wish <laughs> oh yeah no, yeah so, so height cool, that, that was big and so overall strength <laughs> here we go oh now uh-huh. you're gonna have to mess with the mic <laughs> look how tall you are does this feel weird does Do this I like is the world different now? Do I look skinnier? Now, everybody's, like, fine with it, except for me now. <laughs> Do you want a box? Do you want a box? Now, <laughs> like, you yo, guys are I still miss. taller. When, Jer- <laughs> when Brittany walked in. Lifting shoes on. Uh, when yeah. Brittany walked in and, uh, and you know, Justin asked her to be on the podcast, Jared got so happy. Like, he didn't say anything, but I could tell. He's like, yeah. I'm not the shortest Short guy, guy in the room right now. Yeah. Back to square one. Still the shortest guy. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think, yeah, Brittany has a good point that it would help in some areas but not others because especially when you're doing a sport in college, a lot of your training has to be very specific to that sport. I'm and sorry. if you're hitting all the angles. I can't. Because you're not professional. You see how easily I went back into that? <laughs> no, Follow but me. it's okay. It's, uh, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, no, so you do have to train very specific things for a very large number uh, like large amount of the day so doing something like crossfit you'd probably be hitting some areas that you don't necessarily need and then in some ways could be counteractive to doing a specific sport uh, that's just my yeah opinion. no absolutely i mean when you talk to any high level coach any high level athlete i mean weightlifting whatever it is um and you, you do the whole donnie shankle impersonation thing where we talk about like specificity <laughs> but um but i mean it is like if you're going to be the best at your sport you have to be as specific as you possibly right. can so i think at that level there has to be a base there yeah so well, and that's it, what like it's it, it is very much so it's like a chicken and the egg like even which in, one needs to come first yeah even in strength and conditioning the coaches will even say it's olympic lifting is sport specific right so so it's not like I was pushing, um, catching a clean at the very bottom all the time. It was like more powers. Right. Um, just very explosive movements, yeah. which definitely helped on the field. I mean, yeah. major difference. But necessarily, I mean, I didn't even jerk once until I stepped a foot into this gym. Yeah. So. Yeah, you and going back into a that. lot in yeah, soccer. No. So. It's yeah, and going back into that first question that you had for this, it's like, does it, did it help? Yes. Like, uh, tremendously. I mean, I'm not a crossfitter, but weightlifting for me, I was lucky <laughs> in a way that Brittany wasn't is that I had John Coffey when I was in high school. So mm-hmm. it's like I throwing in high school uh, for a national team, I had John Coffey is where we trained. And I did learn the lifts before I went to college, which was a huge leg up because a lot of kids, they just train their sport. 
and they do some like nonsense power cleans with metal plates at their high school and then they get into college like oh man it's all so new and the strength coaches have to start from square one of course I was doing most stuff wrong when I was with John <laughs> because I had a different coach at the time I was just in coffees and I would see him over there in the yeah, corner he wasn't there look, coaching and I'd ask you, him yeah. questions and it would be more like just get your back tight for gosh dang hammer thrower but um, <laughs> you're gonna mess yourself up like that. But uh, and a lot of it was like small corrections like that. My technique was still terrible. My technique is still terrible. Not after seeing the technique yesterday that I need. I'm really excited about lifting today after this. <laughs> yeah, we're going but to having into that it. having that base was very important. And being able to transition into um, getting into the Olympic lifts in college with a little more knowledge under my belt, and that definitely having access to that knowledge every time I came home because when I did come back into town I did go back to John and he did give me the more specifics about the lifts which got me into the sport got me into loving weightlifting and now it's the avenue that I'm going to be pursuing after throwing so it definitely helped it definitely helped my performance in throwing even though I was probably going a little further down in depth than I should have for a power event like uh, hammer throw I probably would have benefited more from some box squats and some quarter squats but I like to squat deep, so it's just what I do. Yeah, well, yeah. I think also your situation is a little bit different from, you know, like a ball sport or something mm-hmm. like that because you, you did track and field. So right. I think that has – that's a closer – I don't want to say correlation, but it's like it's almost – it's closer to strength and conditioning itself than like, say, you know, football or basketball or something like that. Right, well, like it's hip-shoulder separation. It's grinding through power positions. I mean, it's very similar – in theory to weightlifting it's your manipulating angles and and body positions to heave something as far as you can or as weightlifting it's getting something as heavy as you can above your head but very much manipulating the levers of your body with your shoulders and your hips in the same way that you have to manipulate the levers of your body in weightlifting so they, that's that's probably why it was so intriguing to me yeah and why the transition has been better <laughs> than yeah. most people starting mm-hmm. out in weightlifting because I have that base of being able to break down movement and being able to figure out how to move my levers in a way that's going to be most efficient. Yep. Yeah. So Jared, what do you think for you as far as like wrestling? Cause you started with wrestling before anything. I'm assuming you probably had gym class or whatever when you were in no, high school. I think my first wrestling tournament, I was four. Oh geez. So yeah, that was literally oh, wow. the first thing. Yeah. Actually yeah. a tournament so, or did your no, parents it was a tournament. throw you in with another kid in the garage? No, it was a tournament like kindergarten, uh, it's it's K through through second grade, so it's kindergarten, oh, wow. first grade, second grade. So I think I wrestled like two second graders and a first grader, and I was like, I got to see some just pictures. Just going into kindergarten, yeah. Yeah. Was it falling on each other? Was it yeah. competitive? No, yeah, I got last. Like okay. my first three years in wrestling, <laughs> I, I like never won. I was terrible all the way to like junior high. But um, he was the only one with a beard. Yeah, probably. So the, intimida- the intimidation old, factor yeah. was there. He had the full beard. Yeah, so I mean, I, but growing up, I would always golf, always play football, basketball, every single sport there was. But I started lifting pretty seriously in sixth grade. So like, so from four to sixth grade, um, you didn't really have a whole lot of strength conditioning. It was just sports. Just Do sports. you honestly think that through your wrestling career that doing something like CrossFit would have helped your wrestling or would it have hurt it from the additional, you know, doing that type no, of thing? No, it would have helped. It would have helped. I think, I think the carryover from sport, uh, I mean, I think obviously it's huge. Like wrestling, the kinesthetic awareness. So you feel the guy pulling and pushing on you and it's almost like, on a bar you feel the bar coming up or back to you or you feel it's away from you and you know when to get underneath it because you can tell when it's giving you more pressure or less and in certain times to whip around it or you know there's all those little things that you your body can feel or and you can feel your body in space um and maybe it's from wrestling or or weightlifting but i kind of mentioned it people are like man how long did it take you to get a muscle up and 
literally probably, I don't know, maybe a year ago, I hopped on rings to try one for the first time and I got two or three in a row. Yep. Yeah. First time I literally ever laid my hands on the rings, but I'm like, well, I watched a video. I was, I've, I've seen millions of them, right? But I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, you just rip your hips up there and then you turn over. Yeah, you know how to use your hips. <laughs> yeah, I a know wrestler, how to use my hips. Like, and we say it all the time on this podcast is, is you know, I think wrestlers and gymnastics or wrestling and gymnastics are, they have the most carryover absolutely. of any sport to anything. Like if yeah. you were good at gymnastics and if, if you were a good wrestler, you're going to learn things so much quicker because you understand how to use your body. You know where your body is in space, that proprioception, yep. as you're talking about, um, better than anything else. Like, yep. there's no way you're going to be any good at wrestling and not know how to use your hips and extend right. your hips. And you're going to have a super strong lower back. Like Jerry was saying, his dad used to make him sneak around the department store to yep. build his lower back. And just yeah, actually, that. that's a really funny story. <laughs> tell, tell him about that. Yeah, so like when, uh, probably sixth or seventh grade, or maybe, I don't know what, maybe it was fifth grade. Uh, but when I was very young, maybe fourth or fifth grade, very young, uh, I used to always come home from practice, and I, or my dad would watch a lot of practices too. And I'd be like, man, my lower back, and I'd stand up out of my wrestling stance, you know, because my low back would be getting tired from staying in my stance for so long. Yeah, like, and you know, it's part of growing as you're getting taller. Uh, I probably stopped growing probably around that same age, but. Uh, so I always say, oh, you know, it's getting tired. And he's like, well, how much time are you in there in practice? And I'm like, well, we do like 30 second or minute goes or two minute goes, you know, and then we stand up and that's it. And then you go again and repeat that. He's like, oh, well, what if you could stay down there for like 20 minutes straight? And I'm like, oh, well, I could, I think I could beat anybody. Like, I'd be awesome. He's like, okay, let's go right now. So we were shopping like at Walmart getting groceries. And then he's like, okay, just you're going to walk around the store in your wrestling stance. Oh my until we're done grocery shopping. I'm like, yeah. Like he wasn't he wasn't forcing it on me. It All the a, looks yeah. at Walmart. You started yeah. the people of Walmart.com. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> what it's is like, this, yeah, people this think seven year old gotta... bearded kid walking around like a hunchback with his dad at Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Just his, creeping. I'm like he's walking behind his dad. Dad, do we need do we need honeycomb? <laughs> <laughs> he's getting it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. What so, is he hiding from? What is he doing? But people it was so like, good. Like the bags of yeah. cereal, because they never put the bags at the top. You gotta bend over to get the bags of cereal. That's what oh, we always got the knockoff yeah. anyway, but it was so good because it was like his idea, but yet I was so on board with it. It wasn't yeah. like forcing me to do it, you know, whereas if it was like, no, you're going to do this, I'd be like, yeah, and then I probably hate sports. You know what so I mean? But I that was, it like was awesome. Your, that was like your first, um, that was like your entrance into strength and conditioning. Like, yeah. oh, if I do something outside of the sport that helps me with the sport, I'll be better with the sport. Yeah. <laughs> and at that Step young one. age, it instilled that work ethic in you to where, you know, you know that you have to do stuff outside of the gym just innately because that's how you grew up. Yeah. And like every time we turn the corner and like he would be just in front of me, I'd stand up and I'd be like, oh, God. <laughs> and then he, he looked hiding. back at, and he knew I would be standing up. You know, and he looked back. He's like, "Oh, good job, stay down there." Even though I knew out of the corner of eye, he saw me going. <laughs> yeah. Interval oh interval work I at seven. A, yeah, yes. I, had a, I had a similar growing up experience, except for me, it was punishment because I was an idiot. So I, I, I ran around and talked a lot, and I, I, you know, got into trouble a good bit. And my parents. Uh, Never got spanked or anything like that, but I did have to run logs from one side of the yard to the other. Like, we had almost an acre backyard. Yeah. Have 20 logs on one side. I'd have five minutes to run them to the other side. Dad'd be on the back porch with a stopwatch, and then when we moved from that, I just had to run stairs. So he was actually giving you that. See, with me, it was more like real world. Like, we lived in Florida, so it never got below, like, 75, Mm -hmm. but we still made fireplace, or we still made a fire in the fireplace. Like, if it got below 80, there was a fire. Just yeah. because we're like, cool, it's cold. You know, even we're swimming at Christmas. But so we, we we lived out in the U.S. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> we just, like, that's something that you don't get as a kid. Like, if you live up north, you don't, 
you know, you take that for granted. Like, I didn't see snow till I was like 18. Oh, dude, I grew up in Texas. You know? Yeah, so like 100 and whatever. But we, so we would have, we would have a fireplace, and we lived kind of out in the woods or whatever. And like, we had a garden and a bunch of trees, so we cut trees down. We had this big, you know, fire log area out in the back or whatever. So yeah. I would be like six, seven years old, and my dad would would throw wood on me because we got to take it up there, and I would just lay my hands out like that, and he'd start putting wood on it, and yeah. I, and he's like, is that good? He's like, no, I can do more. He's like, can you do more? No, and it was like, how much wood can I hold and carry? <laughs> from the back of our yard about a hundred yards to the to the front house like at like five or six years yeah. old so i was like doing loaded carries yeah you know with all this wood as a kid and like you know i probably never even thought about it till just then but like that was probably my Huge, first experience yeah. like moving heavy loads for time and even though yeah. it, was, it was technically punishment for me uh, but i never resented my parents for it because they're always really good at explaining to me why but at the same time, uh, having that work ethic growing up, and they, well, they had to. They had to do it that way because they realized they couldn't take stuff away from me because I'd just play with a rock on the ground. Like, right. nothing <laughs> bothered me. And then they realized at a young age, this kid really doesn't like cardio. So they just made me do cardio. <laughs> we moved from Texas. I was running up and down stairs, you know. But, I mean. We didn't have shit growing up anyway, so it was yeah. hard to take stuff away from me. So, yeah. So, like, it was more like, but you can call it punishment, but you can call it motivational consequences. Oh, I yeah. Because that's definitely. really what it was. It's like, man, I don't want to do this so if i if, to not do this i probably need to be better but i mean i run stairs now so it's like at my apartment complex at old miss it's just that habit even though i really hate cardio and even though i'm really not good at it it's just the 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 knowing that it has to be done to make me better and then i, I think that's definitely what made me a successful hammer thrower in high school and college is because i mean shoot man i none of the other kids were doing that and i graduated high school with 28 inch thighs it's because i was running stairs because i kept messing <laughs> yeah. up so yeah i definitely that's, that's why i got a two-story house with the bathrooms are only upstairs in hopes it'll pull my legs. <laughs> yeah, if I you want to go pee, you've got to walk upstairs. But I, think I haven't been. I've just been going in Going Yale's outside. Yeah, yeah that's what we do. Backyard. I do that. It's just a lost art, too, though. I mean, I, I, I don't even know how old I was when I started working on the farm. I mean, I grew up in a town of 800 people in Iowa. Like, oh, my gosh. Everybody does farm work, you know. So, I mean, baling hay, picking sweet corn, detasseling, walking beans, uh, shelling corn, That's your strength and conditioning hay. right there. Jeez, I mean, literally awesome, everything though. every single day in the summer. So, like... It's most kids, I mean, growing up, all my friends, we'd all be out picking rock for eight, ten hours a day. And then afterwards, we're like, yeah, we get to go lift, you know, by the time we're in oh, junior yeah. high. Like, <laughs> literally, and then we'd go to the pool. Like, we had the lifestyle of, like, we thought it was the greatest thing ever. If we yeah. just That sounds like a UFC backstory. Yeah, I mean, it, it was literally, <laughs> but I think the wrestling from a young age and everything, it, it, we really enjoyed the farm work and i know that sounds weird but like brock enderton we it's yeah, hard, yeah. <laughs> we loved it like it was so fun because we'd be competitive like who could turn pick, everything into a game yeah right? who can we would race to every rock wait isn't brock lesnar from iowa where's he from, from south minnesota dakota, or south dakota. South dakota. He one of those to, up there he wrestled at uh, minnesota yeah but you see him doing the yard work and like moving those ropes and he's yeah. bailing hay and he's yeah. got the big well he beard. has a farm and the, it, yeah it's that's got to be the craziest physical specimen i've ever seen he, he was a wrestler he, he no, won he NCAA, he won in yes. that's what i'm saying like that was i mean and he did grow up on a farm too mm -hmm. that's why i, I didn't I, yeah i guess it was dakota hey you gotta have those lower back muscles from a young age of bailing hay to be able to throw people around like that we've got him on next insane. week by the way guys yeah brock lesnar yeah. shout out <laughs> hit me up on my facebook um you never called me back bro you yeah me back. i sent you a message on myspace what's going on <laughs> MySpace. yeah i was checking out your exanga page <laughs> Jeez. Oh, it's been so long so Zanga. so w what was your Brittany, when you were doing uh, you started playing soccer at what age okay Bes not like you guys. I actually didn't like to sweat till I was like 10 years old. Okay. <laughs> so Good I didn't girl. play soccer. I didn't start playing soccer till I was 10. And then I wanted to do everything. I was like 
full tomboy, bringing on soccer, tennis, swimming, um, gymnastics. I, like, wanted anything and everything. So I started playing soccer when I was 10, and then by, like, 11, 12, I was like, I'm going to play college soccer at UNC. Yeah. Is that how you said it? You threw yeah. your hands up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be that girl. I'm going to be a Tar Heel. Tar Heel. Well, mm. if you guys okay. don't know, it's, growing up, that was like, I mean, that's what started collegiate school uh, soccer for women was UNC. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, yeah. Just so you know. That was the place to go. I yeah. know. That was, that was the place. If soccer. you don't know, yeah. now you know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so, yeah. it was, um, I wanted anything and everything. I ended up swimming and playing soccer till, I mean, all through middle school high school uh, swimming yeah swimming was really just to keep me in shape for soccer but i mean we had a pretty good high school swimming team we went to state um but at what if you were you were playing soccer at what age did you did you guys have a strength program that the coaches made you go like doing power cleans and stuff like that? no see we didn't have like a performance facility or any of that before i mean at my high school there was like a lifting program but it was like the football coach putting the football guys through yeah. So I mean, I went into college D one soccer, not like lifting a weight. Okay. It. The, so, I so, I also so blew out my knee my it. freshman year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the other side of that. Yep. Yeah. So I tore my ACL, MCL, lateral medial meniscus. I don't really have wow. any cartilage in my left knee. So there is That's something. There is something to be said about specificity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and too much of Specific. it. Maybe had you been doing some of your volume of work in the strength in the Absolutely. strength room or the gym, maybe it would have helped you. Maybe not, but you know, maybe it would have helped you. I mean, by freshman year, if you look at my uh, freshman year to senior year at Clemson, the athlete I was and became like right before I left school, it was I mean, it's amazing and just how much when you added in when you added yeah. in the strength yeah. condition yep yeah. you come in as like a, a soft freshman wearing all the preppy sc- stuff and you know senior year you got abs and traps and you exactly know, you're beating right. people up in the parking lot yeah, yeah. yeah. but i was people. and it's crazy i mean even stepping in freshman year i was 10 years uh 10 pounds lighter um or 10 pounds heavier my freshman year by my senior year i was just a lean machine yeah well, but you did nothing but a lot of soccer and yeah. cardio and yeah, weightlifting. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, it was dancing. great. If I would have had it my freshman year, I mean, I got thrown off the ball. I didn't have a lot of core strength. Um, like I said before, I'm five feet tall. So being thrown in a, you know, the ACC and going against players that are, I mean, five, six, seven inches taller than me, it was hard. And So, yeah, but that is an interesting point, too. Like, you know, and the whole question is, like, is strength conditioning that important to sports or – Definitely. Is there a bigger correlation from sport going into a strength conditioning now that strength and conditioning is a sport, right? Right. So, but, I mean, injury is a big part of that. Like, did, did you struggle with injuries throughout your career, like in high school and, like, moving forward? Or were you always kind of – you didn't really deal with it? or No, I didn't really – only my junior year I had uh, uh, partially torn my LCL on my knee. A uh, guy picked up my leg and twisted it sideways, which Ooh. it's really hard to tear that outside ligament. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I didn't wrestle for like a month and a half leading up to state. And then I just did one sectionals, one districts. Thought I was going to have to pull off out of each match because I was in so much pain. Went into state and literally just lost because I was out of shape because I couldn't wrestle for a month mm-hmm. and a half. I mean, you do what you can on an airdyne and stuff, but it's, it's not the same as wrestling yeah. shape, yeah. right? So that was the only one really I ever had until two years ago when I blew out my hip. Um, that was it. I mean, th- that's really the only serious injury I've had. I've, everybody's had little aches and bruises, but... Usually I stay pretty healthy, and I also think it's because 
you had that farm background. Yeah, the farm background, but it's also. No, I mean, you laugh, but no, it's, it's totally true. true because yeah. what, you're, true. what are you learning to do? You're learning to be strong in odd positions. Yeah. You can't pick up a bale of hay in a proper position. Yeah. It doesn't happen. I mean, like, I, yeah. I grew up in a cul de sac. You know, and it's like, and I would run logs and I do stairs, but I got hurt in high school. I broke a lot of stuff. Like, I mean, you know, you do, I did rugby, I did football. So it's like cracked three ribs, bruised my sternum. I've had a a concussion or two and, you know, some stuff with my back, but I mean, it's all, it's all better now. But, um, yeah, it took a little while to get better. Well, I think it's like stronger now because of it, I think, because you have to learn how to rehab early. Something that's a lost art too. Like, I mean, I played football every year was like, we had a very small school, of course. So, I mean, I. You know, lettered my freshman year in high school for varsity. Every male was on the football team. Literally, you know, so like everybody, I mean, like 40 carries a game. So you always come with bruises, no serious injuries. But I think a a lost art that wrestling really teaches, or even football, if you do it correctly, being a fucking man, is how to fall correctly. Yeah. (laughs) Like I'll see people fall on a box jump, and I'm like, Ow. Where's your body awareness? Like, don't you roll with it? Like, I learned. How did you end up on your skull? Yes. Like, I mean, it was a 20 inch box. They're just going to lose their footing and they're just going to let gravity happen and have no say in the matter whatsoever. Yeah. Or like people are like, aren't you scared to do like a backward roll on the rings and stuff? I'm like, no, no, I I know how to roll through things. And when I feel my body twerking, I let go and I know where I'm going to land because of my momentum. Like Mm -hmm. I've done this 3000 times in wrestling or three million yeah. where if somebody has my leg and they're taking me down i know exactly how to roll so yeah. i don't get hurt and so you can try to get up or like just how to miss correctly whether it's in weightlifting or it's in uh, wrestling or you're on yeah, the rings or it's difference. like oh yeah you can stay healthy so long when you don't fight the momentum in bad situations when you roll with it literally but it comes well, back to, to that proprioception yeah. and and not to like you know we're talking about actual wrestling not to like go off the subject and like pro wrestling but when you see those guys fly off from what 10 20 feet up in the air and land and it's like you know it's like okay yeah wrestling's fake or whatever predetermined but like if a normal person were to actually do that they would break their back and their neck and they would be paralyzed those those guys guys have spent so much time understanding exactly how they need to do it to make it look like it hurts well i don't know much about wd but i'm willing to bet 100 percent of them came from some kind of fighting background whether it's judo karate wrestling jiu-jitsu but every one of those sports and and on the women's side gymnastics and women's fighting sports are the two like in my opinion highest for body awareness because in wrestling literally every day in something like wrestling or jiu-jitsu you're manipulating your body and you're figuring out how to use your body as like a chessboard and you know all the moves and you've memorized your chessboard you see like high level chess players they can beat a computer because they're three steps ahead of the computer because they know that chessboard better than anyone and like a high level wrestler high level fighter high level gymnast has memorized the chessboard of their body and they know every single move they could possibly do and they know how to react when something changes yeah they not only know their own bodies but they know what's around them too they're very aware of what's oh, yeah. going on around them and and like that's that's super important I mean, if we're talking about pro wrestling as well but my question specifically to jared is so we're basically saying yeah there's a correlation back and forth between strength conditioning and sports obviously um you know maybe more from sports to strength conditioning than vice versa is what i'm getting out of everybody like strength conditioning helps sports but having that sport background to begin with at such an early age really sets you up for success to be explosive and strong and have that proprioception but at what age would you recommend a child girl or boy regardless of their sport um to start 
learning and and what what should it look like should it be more like hey go out there and have fun and play games learn how to jump up on stuff and carry bells of hay or should someone in eight be in the gym room learning how to do a squat as early as possible yeah so uh, well first i have a question for you do you only bring up the pro wrestling because you're going to wwe tomorrow i'm stoked about it (laughs) if anybody follows me on instagram i I have a i i grew up watching wrestling i I don't i don't give a shit i come over to his house whatever uh, before jared gets in i want to give you a stone cold stunner right now i do we can do it as long as I can coup de gras your ass. Um, <laughs> I so, don't know any of the lingo. All I know so, is I came to J- Justin's house and he was already watching documentaries about WWE. I'm sure. Oh, I wanted to get it in because I know you guys weren't going to watch it or whatever. So yeah, so I didn't watch wrestling for about 15 years. I stopped when I was about 15, 16 years old. Um, around the whole um, same time I'm dating you stopped believing in Santa. And, Basically, yeah. yeah. Well, no. What, what do you mean? What, what, what? Are you talking about <laughs> what, what are you telling me right now? I'm telling you that wrestling. What about Santa? And Santa Does Santa a wrestler? Yeah, yeah, he is. Oh, okay. He's, I didn't. He's probably one of I didn't Mick watch Foley's that promotion. Egos. I didn't know. He's yeah. from Paraguay. Actually, Mick Foley, I think, did dress up like like Santa <laughs> yeah. one time. But anyways, yeah, around the whole the NWO and the WCW, WWE. If anybody watches that, it's called the Monday Night Wars or whatever. Blah blah blah. I'm not going to get into it because it's boring if you don't care about wrestling. Um, but then I didn't watch it for like 15 years, and then for some reason I got a chance to do some video work for some wrestlers, some of my old idols, um, and it kind of just rekindled it. And now I don't, I don't give a shit. F you guys. I'm, I love, I love <laughs> well, pro wrestling. Di- well, that's the difference is when you're growing up, you watch it because you think it's real, and you're following the I character mark, stories yeah. and stuff, and then you you think, oh, that's amazing, and then you get away for it for a while, and then you get that strength and conditioning, the sports background, you understand bodies and stuff, like someone in your position, and then you see wrestling again and go, you I don't care if it's it, fake. Yeah. That's a freak athlete yeah. out there. So in the beginning. Yeah. They call them marks. It's and that's somebody who believes that it's actually real and the stuff that you're seeing on there, like these guys are really having these feuds, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then um, as you get older or whatever, or someone who knows about, they call them smarks, which yeah. is basically somebody's like, yeah, I know it's predetermined, but fuck you, it's still amazing. Well, you get to like, appreciate them as still an the best athlete, athletes, and you also there. get to appreciate them as someone that can sell their brand and someone who can make that popular, and you respect that from a business standpoint like, wh- too. What other sport? Where can you get somebody where they look like a bodybuilder, they move like a gymnast, and they're as strong as a strong man? Cloak off. Like, they don't quite <laughs> move like gymnasts. <laughs> no, they so, <laughs> some of them Watch do. some of them. I mean, when I'm telling some of these guys do like triple flips, backflips off the rope and land perfectly every single time That's after true. they've been working out and breathing heavy for 30 minutes. Gymnasts don't even do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's literally. And I, I'll get off on my soap. I'll look get at, off on. Look at Dwayne the Br- Rock. Brittany's already up on a box. I'll get off my soapbox. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, I am a, I am a wrestling fan. But go ahead, yeah. continue. What was the question? I don't Wait, remember. I have a question. He asked if I was just bringing up pro wrestling because I'm going to Rock. Well, no, we're going to WWE that. Raw tomorrow. So because I do CrossFit now, do you think I can be a WWE diva? You're too short. Absolutely. I'm too short. No, no. no some of those chicks are short as I hell. I remember. Man. Yeah, we were at the Arnold and we met a couple of the the diva girls and they were yeah. teeny tiny. Yeah, absolutely. So no, I think Life you should goals. be. Life I think goals. you should be. Yeah, you got it. Well, yeah, <laughs> I know some people who can teach you wrestling. I've seen some Good. pictures. You got a pretty serious game face. Yeah, <laughs> that right there. I'm terrified. Wow, yeah, stop exactly. it! Stop it! We got to come up with your wrestling <laughs> name, though. Wrestling name? Yeah. I, I, I don't can't. know. I'm we'll we'll figure come. it out. It'll yeah, It'll give me more coffee. It'll figure but, itself yeah. out. To answer the question, finally, <laughs> um, I, I did first. I did used to like pro wrestling quite a bit. Um, I mean, it's not that I dislike it. It's just I feel almost bad supporting it when I've been in uh, real wrestling, so yeah. to speak, and I yeah, see yeah, the yeah, Olympic yeah, yeah. athletes, and I'm like, man, like they're struggling to get by, and I'm like, I hate when people are like, oh, yeah, pro wrestling. I'm like, that ain't pro wrestling. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, well, it's well, like, it's, it's just well now it's them. called sports entertainment. Yes. Like yeah. it's it's not really pro wrestling anymore. And like well, those are yeah, right. okay. Well, I see from Jared's perspective because you see them going out, oh, you see them partying and stuff, and they're getting all this recognition. When the really really high level wrestlers, like Olympic level wrestlers, aren't getting a whole lot of credit. It's like I went to college with a guy who right now he's traveling the world wrestling people, and he has a good little following of the people around him. Shout out BJ Fatrell, you're doing great. Uh, and he's killing it in the wrestling world right now, like absolutely killing it. And he doesn't have the recognition of someone who gets hit with a chair once a week. No, absolutely. But here's the thing: it's like that is still an avenue. Like you said, a lot of those wrestlers are are they are able to get into that because they start wrestling. So it's like, okay, so you you're an Olympic level wrestler. Mm-hmm. Like, what is your options? Right. Like, okay, you can be an MMA fighter or you can be a WWE superstar. It's if, like, what do you if do? If you're after? also jacked and, yeah. and big, right? Well, a lot of like, these Olympic athletes they get done and they have no options. So it g- gives an avenue. It's it's like a gymnastics. Are you like? It's like okay, you're a girl. You're a level ten gymnastics. Like, how am I going to make money off of that? Right. I coach gymnastics right like that's that's your option because you've been right? doing nothing but that for like 15 years and yeah. the same thing any olympic athlete they've been doing this one thing for 15 years and they've been pushing all the other priorities aside to chase that goal and then when they get done and they, they have go into the, the real world and they get in there they go okay now what yeah now what and yeah. they get there it's like well i mean you can coach throwing at a high school well, you put it on your resume is like i went to the olympics as a you know a, a gymnast like okay that's cool here's cool. a spatula yeah, and the this. oven has to be on at 550 <laughs> right <laughs> so it's yeah athletes, make sure you, you say know. welcome to mo's well i don't think that happens a whole lot you'll see some instances where it does happen but i think athletes who get to that level have built the like very important building blocks of hard work ethic and well, hopefully they went to college and, and hopefully they went you know, to college they use but that even even not. I mean, you know, I mean, I think I don't know if Klokov went to college, but well, I he's mean, like a master of sport. I don't know what master, exactly yeah, the requirements right. are like. In you have to lift 400 kilos. Yeah, I pretty uh, much think that is. Yeah. But, but I mean, but look at him. I mean, he has, I think, officially finished his weightlifting career mm-hmm. from what I hear. I thought he said he was going to try and do the 2016. No, there, you have been living in under a rock. Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't, he, I haven't he, paid no, attention to him. He officially retired from weightlifting. He did? Uh, okay. Like three weeks before our grade match. Yeah, oh, pretty okay. much. But, gotcha. but you take someone like that who has finished his Olympic career, who might not necessarily have all of the, you know, educational background, but he has all of this knowledge for movement and body types and stuff. He said, how do I channel that into a way to provide for my family? He's got to do something because he was getting paid by the government to be a weightlifter, and now yep. he's not. I mean, Russians get a, a, a large stipend right especially if you're at the level of Klokov to weightlift and then I'm assuming if he retired he's not getting that money anymore well, so, I mean you yeah. see athletes weightlifters here who are making a career out of the job like like John like you like yeah. hopefully me like Justin like we're taking the sport of fitness and being able to turn it into something that we can support ourselves on like feed our family well you also built a brand around yourselves yeah I mean all yeah, of Klokov y'all. has that yeah he has y'all are starting to do that you know building up your own brand and that's one way to team winner. Team winner. Exactly. Team winner. Yeah. No, he kills it, man. And all the again team faster winner. equipment. I mean, oh, he set up CrossFit Pandora's box for y'all, right? Um, I'll have all again. I've got, I've got a question. Right? Well, I paid. Yes. Before y'all were teammates, did you wish yes. you had waited and then be like, "Hey, bro, why don't yes. you?" Yes. Could you kick over a crazy <laughs> discount code? By, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. By hooking us up, it means that I ordered it online <laughs> and they sent it to our door. Yeah. Yeah. Type in Klokov VIP, seventy-five percent off. Really good deal. <laughs> so, do you, I got a question. Serious question. Do you think in Russia, when you retire, do on, they like on. give you a golden bottle of vodka? Instead of like a golden watch oh, or something? Oh, he actually told me it's a big myth that Russians just love vodka. 
He told me his favorite is white wine and big myth. Big myth. I don't know where this come from. That <laughs> probably Kostoli. I think every movie Stoli's ever. Vodka. Yeah, every, yeah. <laughs> every movie where uh, where Bruce Willis is the inta- uh, the protagonist. All the antagonists are long haired Russian dudes drinking. And smoking cigarettes, drinking drinking vodka and smoking cigarettes. Yeah, like after our good league match, like, you know, we're like, oh, we'll just have a few drinks or whatever. And like, oh, Kloka, what, you know, you're Russian. We know you like vodka. What do you want? He's, oh, Heineken. Uh, my favorite white wine. White vodka, wine. big myth in Russia. People <laughs> think we drink it and love it. No, no, no. Also, <laughs> yeah, it's like all the of the Americans <laughs> are fat and like bacon. Yeah. <laughs> also, y'all <laughs> white wine all <laughs> too. Never heard that. that. <laughs> yeah, what was that? What? I've never heard Santa of that. Claus? What? Get out of here. I all right, I'll, get, I'll get all the way back to the question. Go about yeah. 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, how young should kids start? Oh, oh that yeah. was what we were talking about. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's I been was in trying, my head for 20 search, minutes. Somebody took their Adderall. Nope. I, I remembered it. I was just waiting to come back with it. So the, it's a complicated question, but in, in short, uh, as soon as they can. Uh, right. Because we used to have it mandatory. All of us grew up. Uh, we're all in that age. Maybe not these two. They're young pups. But me and you, you and I, we grew up when... When we were in kindergarten, first grade, we had PE for an hour a day. We had mm-hmm. recess after okay. school. Our kids were like, "You better stay outside and play till six when you come home for supper." Like when you're in fifth too, and sixth bro. grade, like well, why would you go inside? And now, so like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we would cry when we had to come in like at noon in the summer to go mm-hmm. eat with the dad when he was on break. I'm like, oh, we want to keep playing football or we want to keep building this fort in the woods. Like yeah. now, kids, they sticks. cut PE <laughs> programs. They cut, you know, like it's man, it's like a, it's optional or they'll have it twice a week. They're not getting the same amount of movement fundamentals that we are. And so I think a winner, everybody gets a medal. Yeah, like as soon as you can get them doing. I don't care if it's capture the couch or dodgeball, yeah. which I can't play capture dodgeball the or whatever. Capture the couch. We used to have a game. It was we called a chase, and it was basically just like intervals with bikes. So like you would hide in the neighborhood, and then someone would be riding around the bike looking for you. And when they saw you, or when you thought that they were going to find you, you got the fuck on your bike and rode as hard as you could to try and get away from them, and then hit again. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I think, yeah, Jared makes a really good point. It's very important to get those movement patterns in kids' minds early. I was reading a book. I don't remember the exact title. I think it was called The Athletic Gene. But you look at, like, the top 0.001% of fighters, like a Floyd Mayweather or, like, uh, you know, MLB pitcher. They, after, like, the 10,000 hours that you hear about, keep going with that. And they've, like I said earlier, memorized that chessboard. They're able to chunk physical information much much faster than the average human being so it's like you get in the ring with like a brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt and you try to make a move you've never done it before he can think of every single move that you're going to do and it's totally subconscious he doesn't actually think oh he's doing that i'm going to do this it's all innate and it's muscle memory the same way like a major league pitcher when you're hitting innate that's a new name that's a new nickname innate when you're batting against an mlb pitcher it's going literally faster than the eye can see. Everyone in the major leagues at the top level has way better than 2020 vision, and they still can't see the ball. But they have seen so many pitches, and they're years and years and years of practicing this, that by the position of the pitcher's arm and the way they can see the laces in the ball, they can predict where the ball's going to be, which is absolutely insane because they can chunk that information. So the sooner you can get someone in an area where they're hopefully doing something specific i mean we don't want to turn into like a china or something like that where they we force someone to do one thing but the younger that you can get a kid doing one thing the much better they're going to be at chunking information well, yeah the sport. hard thing with that is is like what are they going to end up liking and doing like right. are you going to have them in you know are they going to have them doing something and that was really my question not so much obviously yeah they need to get into something but i mean are we talking do we want them doing like calisthenics like at a certain age or like what Everything. what age should they get into the weight room 
you know, no. because everybody argues like, ah, you shouldn't, you know, your bones don't stop growing until 12. You can stunt your growth and this and that or whatever. And there's a bunch of different studies that argue things different ways. But, I mean, should we have kids, like I said, the, the original question, should they be bailing hay or should they be picking up a barbell? Both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they should be – I think it depends on the situation. I don't think I was – bailing hay at seven though i don't think i was even capable you know what i mean so it was more like junior high ages that you're starting to get into that but i think every human being that lives needs to be taught a squat a fundamental squat Mm -hmm. because now kids play video games so long i've trained junior high kids that look like this yeah and and they can't even do a full overhead squat i'm like dude you're like 12 you're 13 they can't do a back extension laying on the ground yeah and i'm like okay so let's hunch from the text yeah and i'm like let's let's keep them let's teach them just even with the pvc pipe you know, snatch a clean, just the full overhead squat. I don't care if it's perfect, but and then and a full squat. Like those movements are fundamental to every sport, and that general that not even every sport, but to life to have that full range of motion. Like once your joint loses range range of motion, it's like joint death because another joint's going to take the burden of that lack of range of motion. Mm-hmm. So, I think as general movement experts or movement uh, people in the field, you know, all of us are. We move a lot and we teach it. All of us teach the full range of motion from a very young age i don't care how you do it it's okay well because this day and age we don't have kids running around doing running around a farm swimming i mean i just did anything and everything outside jumping on a trampoline doing flips when i probably shouldn't have because i didn't know how to do any of the form but since we don't have kids doing that that much anymore getting into a weight room and getting the proper movement patterns down and just basic you know, agility training. I mean, going like I went go back to my injury. If I just had basic speed movement patterns, um, agility training and landing, I if my injury was not a uh, contact, yeah. it was yeah. literally planting with my leg locked in full speed and just literally tearing everything in my knee. Yeah. So just basic movement patterns because kids aren't getting what we had when we were younger yeah yeah so well that leads me to my next question though is do you think that being so specific in those sports can hinder you because we know that depending on what you do like being in this position like this internal rotation as a wrestler or whatever or or constantly working on having like hip flexion yep. from kicking a ball and things like that that can lead to major asymmetries well, look at that can lead to injuries later yeah so perfect yeah hammer thrower all, all, turning left for a decade I do you know whatever but, I've like, done nothing but turn left for the last eight years yeah, and you see. can see it like when my shirt's off or what I'm trying to do uh, like a mobility exercise you'll see that this side my left side's considerably more developed than my right and it's been a real struggle the question is is should we really be focusing less on just trying to get athletes stronger and more on focusing like okay what is your sport fucking up about you right and how can we counteract that in the gym room as opposed to like let's just get your squat up see i think i think it should be i don't think specificity i don't think kids should be focusing on one sport because you can make an educated guess on what they're going to be the best at but you don't know like and you don't know what they're going to love either i could you know i could have been a guy who was let's say floyd mayweather where i focused on boxing from the youngest age a human imaginable but i would have never been to that level but wrestling i could have been pretty damn good or or weightlifting so you never know it so i think keep them on a a broad spectrum in terms of all the sports i mean i played every every sport that was even we could ever do i mean literally growing up and then once I got to high school, you start farther, you know, getting through them, weeding them out. And you're choosing because you know what you're good at. Like, I ain't yep. going to go run cross country. I ain't going to be good at that crap. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was wrestling, kids. football, yeah. and golf. Like, well, oddly enough, I could be pretty good I at all I was 12 three. when I was like, you yeah. know, obviously I said 10. I'm going to be 
Tar Heel. But 12 was when I was like, okay, I'm going to go on a travel team. We're going to travel the country. I'm going to go train at the best team in a Atlanta area that I can. Um, that's when you made the transition. Yes, it would have been helpful definitely for me to keep – I mean, obviously I was right. I was right-footed, uh, more dominant, obviously a lot more um, tension on my hip flexor. But if I could balance that out through high school, but also – you know, I made the choice. Soccer is what I love. Well, That's swimming what I'm probably dedi- helped that as yeah. well, though. I'm like, going to dedicate I mean, my life to, like, playing D1 for soccer. So what can help me do that? But also keep my body in check and where it, you know, needs to be mobility Y'all are making wise. me self-conscious that I sounded communist or something. Said so they need to get specific early. It needs to be their choice, well, well, that's obviously. The thing, though. No, it's yeah. like yeah. all, all parents, like, parents don't get their kids in a school thinking, like, yeah, he's just going to kind of be okay. Like, yeah. if, if the kid shows any interest in football, they are behind that kid and they want them to be the best at it and that's all they're going to do. Well, and I don't yeah. think that's a bad thing. But what I was saying is that yeah. only yeah. focusing, yeah, they need to I try all tennis, of them. baseball, basketball, Because then you're going to get a bunch, a generation of kids that aren't really good at anything you're going to get a generation of crossfitters yeah <laughs> right you're going to get a generation of kids that like haters oh, man i know <laughs> what? i'm not a hater guys, i'm just saying not at all. dude i i run across aren't gym. good at anything is that <laughs> no, what no, you said aren't great at anything hey let's go back right? to about six months no four months ago when justin had you don't hold on a video hold on. about a minivan compared to crossfit because it's was like so awesome it was so it was kind of good but yeah. so you wouldn't classify being really good at everything being great like that skill set of being able to be good at six, ten to ten different sports. Here's what I'm saying. That's energy, more, you're that's talking about, functional, you're like, talking about Floyd being. Mayweather. What I'm saying is that if you get an athlete, uh, you're not going to get <laughs> Dmitry Klokov to be a world champion weightlifter if he only did CrossFit or, right. or if he did all these other sports. Obviously. You have to have that specifics. And so that's what I'm saying. If it's like this, it's this weird line yeah. that you have to walk. But and true. like, no, absolutely not hating on CrossFit. I say CrossFitters at this point, they're doing amazing things and they're going to keep getting better, right? And especially like yeah. Grid League. But what I'm saying is that you're not going to get somebody to go to the Olympics on gymnastics by doing CrossFit. Right. Or, or, no. or if they're playing yes. baseball yeah. and, and, and football and basketball and all these other things, at some point they have to find out where am I the strongest at and I have to forget all these other things and I have to focus on this. Yes, true. But when you do that, you're going to create an athlete that is, you know, by definition, it, kind of like a, you know, a one trick pony. Well, yeah. yeah. Right. And you want that jack of all trades athlete for CrossFit. And then when you look at it from just a human perspective on which is more useful, if you throw Floyd Mayweather and Rich Froning in the wilderness and say, survive, which one do you think is going to win? Yeah. Like, which one do you think is going to survive for longer? The guy Floyd, because he's going to punch it. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> the guy who's been hitting a bag for 20 years or the guys that have been out there and doing absolutely everything they can get their hands on? Definitely that guy. Well, it's mainly Rich just because he knows how to shoot a gun. Yeah, and he's a country boy. Maybe yeah. that was a bad he's example a because yeah. he's yeah he knows everything. Uh, whatever. I don't know enough CrossFitters <laughs> to be able to make an, like an apt analogy. So, so yeah. but no, I, you're right. You, you agree. Like, and that's to be a best life. But then again, it comes back to like, what are your goals? What do you want to do? And you know, as a parent, what should you do for your children? I mean, you want them to have everything. But but like we said, but you like, also want them to go through those trials. I wouldn't have become the person I am if I didn't have trials as a kid and I think it's very important like the parents don't give their kid everything because then they're not going to be able to you know make choices as an adult you know you don't grow up with those struggles you don't get those life experiences you're not going to be in a position to dedicate yourself to this because why why would you dedicate yourself to anything if everything's always been handed to you it's like why would I have to put all this practice time in I can just go do this or whatever I have the money to do it 
And, you know, you don't get great athletes that way. I, no. I think the general consensus is you need to give the children, the youth of America, a chance to do everything, but make them do something. Yeah. Like, make them do everything. Make them try it. And if they don't want to do it, that's fine. But you need to be able to push that. And you, you need to, damn it, you need to not be scared to <laughs> let your kid pick up a barbell and go mm-hmm. do something that maybe you didn't do or maybe you were scared of. Like, right. you can't be scared of CrossFit. You can't be scared of, uh, scared of weight training because, you know, like Brandon was saying in a couple podcasts ago or whatever, like... It, you know, oh, I don't want my kids to pick up weights. Like, mm. his book bag weighs 50 pounds, right. asshole. Yep. Like, what do you think that's doing to him? He's doing a rucksack every time he goes to second <laughs> period. And like, if or, you don't or, give that kid some glutes and some proper lower back strength <laughs> from doing squats, he is screwed when he gets to sixth grade and they start giving him real textbooks. No, really? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Absolutely. So you have to force them to do something. They have to do something because in, like, where we are in America right now, there's so many distractions with the phone, with all the apps and all this stuff. You give a kid that, I had a Game Boy Color, and I really liked that Game Boy Color. At <laughs> a Game Gear. If, at that age, if you had given me an iPhone, if you had... Sorry, guys. <laughs> had a little bit of a technical difficulty while I was on my rant. We got so jacked that we just we broke the recording <laughs> I device. I got mad. I'm just too much testosterone. I just yeah. threw shit. <laughs> she, she broke it. But uh, no, what, what we were talking about, like the kids with the technology, it's like, yeah, you have to sometimes force them to do some sports because without it, there there's so many distractions that they wouldn't even think to go outside. I mean, it might not even be the case for much longer that video games don't look as good as outside. So it's very important to get them into sports. It's very important to let them try everything and find somewhere where they're going to succeed. Well, I think the opposite of what needs to happen. I mean, okay, yes, they're using these devices and they're using them in school instead of books now or whatever. And we're, we're having this bad, like Kelly Starrett talk, you know, the, the text kyphosis internally rotated down and everything like this. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, but the more kids do that, the more you have to counteract it with activity instead of the less, right? Because like the more they're doing this, the less activity they're doing, the opposite needs to happen. You need to for like, it's okay. You know, like technology is here. Like you don't have to like unplug and be like a fucking Amish, but you need to counteract whatever you're doing. Your inactivity with that much more activity. Yeah, true. I mean, it, and it's like, yeah, you're not going to be able to stop technology. And I'm not saying by any means that we need to go into some kind of Amish state. But you need to let them know how great the world really is. It's like they're looking at this video game going, how is that possible? You take them out into the night sky and go, have you seen that? That goes on forever. <laughs> like, just try yeah. to get them to realize that, that there's a also a billion years old. There's a, there's a video. There's a, I think it was on Nickelodeon or something like that, which is ironic because it was on TV. And they were talking about, like, all oh, the new things, virtual reality. is like, the brand new thing's out. It's even better than virtual reality. It's called actual reality yeah <laughs> you know, just like, get them and show them all the cool stuff i mean even yeah. you can being, smell shit out here <laughs> you can well, touch it being a garage athlete i have a chiropractor um eric richards for health sprout and he shout out to eric shout out to eric eric's health health sprout.com <laughs> i've actually uh my dad's a chiropractor so i've grown up with that luxury in my basement um so even now it's been like a couple years I've what texting started my like freshman year of college. Yeah, when you had to like hit the hit the button four times to get to the S. To the T nine. Yeah, T nine. So just in that time span, even having a chiropractor and not having that technology my entire life, Eric's even now like, uh, if you're gonna be good at CrossFit, we gotta like straighten that. You know, I'm still getting that it's yeah. a little out of line from leaning forward too much. Mm-hmm. Obviously, my um, 
work for play. I drive a lot. So that I, I didn't have that at all. And but I had a desk job where I was like this on a phone and like this. And you know, my spine is twisted this way and it looks like a you backwards three. Yeah. You look like at the beginning of a thriller video. And yeah, it hasn't like, even been that long. And I've had that athletic structure for years and it still affects me. So mm-hmm. it's just crazy to think that you know, we do need to counterbalance it for sure. And But here's the thing, though, is that if we're going to do that, we need much higher standards and levels of coaching inside schools. True. Instead of these. I mean, coaches don't even know how to show kids how to do a proper squat. Right. right? And I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying everyone, right? Like Ben Williams, regionals athlete. He's yeah. a coach. Imagine Whoever, having those him kids, in my high school. I know, right? Those kids that are under him, they've got it set up because he is a good coach. He's a good athlete. He knows what it takes to do the right things. But, I mean, if these kids are coming in like you probably don't need to have them squatting if they're if they're jacked up and they can't do it without going to their toes you need to address those things first first. and i mean i i don't know if it's going to happen i I don't know if it'll ever happen well that's why i was saying we need to get legitimate weightlifting coaches into college programs because they're going to make football players baseball players basketball players that much better and this is i think crossfit's opening up the avenue for what used to be a really niche sport it's like olympic weightlifting in the area where it can become mainstream and in the area where really high-level Olympic lifting coaches are valued at a college university, at a D1 school, where they're going to be able to make their athletes bigger, faster, stronger without uh, like the administration having to freak out that they're going to hurt themselves in the weight room. Because if you teach it right, you're not going to hurt yourself. To bounce off that, so what I do, I work for, it's play, it's a performance flooring, and we do like weight rooms. That's our biggest thing. Um, Y'all did UGAs, right? I saw We did, yeah. We do a lot of high-level schools, collegiate schools is really where we've built our brand and company off of. But I get to see through all of this and traveling and my territory, I have seen so many high schools just putting in a legit weight room and I every time I go there awesome. I tell the coach I'm like this is awesome if so I would have had you this you think it's happening I think it's happening there's hope yeah. um, there's hope in my high school it was like a couple rusty barbells and like not even barbells dumbbells a couple rusty dumbbells put that over your head as many times yeah. as you can and yeah. then I went to coffees obviously it was yeah, much better yeah I, I mean even I had a in Georgia now what is it I think they're considered 6A schools now because yeah. they changed from 5A well I had a huge school but we still don't have that when I was from where I'm from, I mean, we didn't have a, a legit weight room. But now, I mean, even with the field I'm in, I'm seeing it happen, and it's it's pretty awesome. And just getting good equipment into gyms that are already there. Like, I know that coffees is way different now than it was when I was in high school. I yeah. mean, I got tapeworm like, in high school for coffees, <laughs> but it's all clean now, and it looks great. I mean, getting good equipment is a first step, and it's definitely good. But I think getting knowledgeable people in there. And, and mm-hmm. not letting just, you know, anybody, you know, teach this and, and have a different program or have a better program in yeah. at a high school level sure. or maybe even before that, I think, is is more important because, I mean, like I said, the general consensus, I think, is that, yes, you need to get kids moving, you know, as soon as possible, but mm-hmm. it needs to be the right way and you need to make sure that it's well-rounded. Like, you don't just need to have them doing something specific and just it, – it, it's not just for football players. You oh, know no. what I mean? No. Like, I mean, and that tends to be what it happens what happens like you see wherever you're at like here in east Cobb or in georgia whatever it's baseball yep right or like lacrosse getting bigger but like it needs to be all sports you need to push that across mm-hmm. all programs like i went to uh it was texas was for a clinic i was in um a part of and they had a female weight room this is high school a female weight room and a men's weight well i guess Sexist. girls and boys weight room the girls weight room is just yoga mats and no it was the exact <laughs> It was the exact copy, just a little bit less uh, racks, 
That's Sorry, I'm I'm going. Sorry. I'm all over the place over here. I don't know what to do. I'm so tall. She's doing her warm up. Yeah. Doing the Pilates I'm looking thing down on the, people. Yeah. <laughs> We're all getting jacked up, like just the right amount of jack to where I can hopefully hit another PR today. Or yeah. Tomorrow. So. so I'm like. But okay, so let's. I, I want to talk about. Uh, we were talking about movies the other night, mm-hmm. and um, hey, Nate, you know what I want to watch tonight? Uh, Ex Machina. Ex Machina. <laughs> so <sighs> Nate, I, I still haven't seen the movie. Nate apparently loves that movie. So really good. But, well, it's interesting. It's just I, I like movies that make me think. I think we were talking on the last podcast. It's like my Netflix queue is all documentaries, and my music playlist in my car. It's not music. It's all podcasts. So anything that makes me think, I'm really jazzed up about. And Ex Machina is just that right, like psychological. Thriller where at the end you go, man, technology's gonna kill all of us. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, I, I want to hear what Jared's got in his queue because I like asking everybody. I want to oh, see what I'm, what I'm missing here. I heard you mm. talk about The Office a lot. House? Uh, the Office is good. House is my favorite TV show. Okay. The other. Uh, you and John are both watching that right now. Well, you guys I got him on to up it. on the phone. Next I to turned each him other? on to oh. it. Okay. I've been a fan of House since it started. So a long oh, wow. time. High school, I'd spend all my time watching it. So it's I been on for all a while. How long has it been on? A long time. I don't know. I own all eight seasons on DVD. Well, did John get you to watch all the classic movies that you've missed? I've seen some of them. I've watched the first half of Godfather. Yeah. Um, See, this nonsense. I remember I tuned into a weightlifting talk probably a year or so ago where y'all were talking. And he's like listing off with like the best Nash movies like, of yeah. all time. And he hadn't seen any, any of them. them. I know. And well, John's best movies of all time are just so suspect. No, I'm but, talking uh, about legitimate best movies. Scandal. No, you were there that Scandal, night before that podcast. The TV show. Oh, my gosh. Legit. Oh, we just became best. Parents parents and House of Cards. House of but Scandal's, uh, Scandal's, Scandal's even better than House of Cards. Is that the really? Netflix original I, Scandal? No. It's on... Uh, ABC. ABC, okay, yeah. But What's so House is always going to be number one. I can't let Hugh Laurie go. His no. his comedy is just my style. It's never Scandal is just the greatest ever. I mean, the government's going to get us, and uh, there's okay. ways to get around it. Okay. Just and Olivia Pope and is then House of oh, Cards. Yeah, she's and then House of Cards, the government's going to get us. There's no way around it. Yes. <laughs> so those are my three shows. <laughs> and the government made all those shows. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. So for movies, I don't know. I haven't I haven't seen a lot of great ones lately. So you're, you're more of a great TV one guy on Netflix. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a big TV guy in general. I mean, I've been having... Um, so you don't watch actual television. I don't think anybody does that anymore. I don't, but... It's uh, like buying albums. The second right, that TiVo Nate? came out and you could start fast-forwarding through commercials, it was game over for me. Yeah. Yeah, we've been watching a lot of crime shows, though. But I really? get nightmares. Like, like the first yeah, 48 years? Yeah, dude, like somebody's in my house and I'm like waking up like, okay, there's my knife. Can so you do, can you do horror pillow. movies? I can't do horror because movies Because well. there's this show, uh, Lieutenant Joe Kenda on ID... Um, and although he was a, a detective who solved almost three hundred mur- or almost four hundred murder crimes, it's a real guy, real guy really? in Colorado Springs. Oh, jeez, where that's I'm horrible. from. So he, they always give the address, and I'm like, I, I pull up my phone instantly at the start of the episode, and I'm like, <laughs> where is this? Is this by my house? That's not and the good one for was you. literally like. 0.6 miles. The that gas station I stop at almost every day, and every time I get gas, the murder happened in that parking we lot. We talked about that it. Can't though. be good for your chi, dude. Try no. living in Memphis when another four, when 48 hours or the first 48. The first is 48. On. Every oh, episode man. is in Memphis. Memphis actually sued that. Um, that Memphis sued that show, saying that it was painting Memphis in a bad light. Tom Segura and basically everyone was like, "No, show. Memphis is painting Memphis in a bad light because <laughs> yeah. the shit actually happened. Right. Yeah, if it was like, like make believe, yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah. would be. Oh man, you're hurting. Like we couldn't. Happened, those people yeah. died. We couldn't yeah. find any murder cases anywhere else but Memphis. It was See, just <laughs> yeah. But for me, though, it doesn't have to be real for me to be scared. Like, I usually, I'm much better now. I can't do horror movies. And when I was at Illinois, they made me watch uh, the first Friday the 13th or whatever. And then they pulled it up. It was in Illinois. And it was like three counties away. And I freaked out. They had someone yeah. bang on the door. And I cried. And it was terrible. So what about you, Brittany? What, what's in your queue? Same thing? Scandal? 
Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder. That's a good one. Oh my yes, God, so legit. That is what? a good. But don't show. you and Elise watch like the same show? What is it like? The one like Pretty Little. Uh, pretty Little P L L. Are you talking about PLL? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Pretty Little Liars. It's ABC Family. <clears throat> Hopefully you boys don't watch that. What happens? <laughs> What's the show about? So A is this mysterious... Okay, from start right, to finish... All right, the girls have letters. I'm done. I know, okay, yeah. All right. I watch the last five minutes of every episode because I walk upstairs and I'm like, are you done watching the show yet, honey? Like, yeah, it's almost over. All right, I'm going to go get in bed. Yeah, it's going to go be not where people are letters. It's so... No, I tuned out the second you said that. So no, it's yeah, not well, happening. What's uh, what's in your queue then? Uh, me, ugh, dude. Uh, trailer Park Boys. Yeah, Trailer Park Boys and wrestling right now. <laughs> hey, can yeah. we I not watch, forget about Friends? Please? I watch a lot about. Friends. Oh, I mean, I watch. I mean, Friends is one of my favorite. It depends, man. I go on like I, I'll go, I'll get on a Cheers kick, and I'll just watch like a season of Cheers, or I'll watch mm-hmm. a season of Friends. Like I like the old Friends. school. I grew shows. up on. I grew up on Frasier. My parents loved watching Frasier. <sighs> it was a little bit like kind of past. Like I watched Friends because like I was a little kid and my parents watched it. Yeah, like, and well, that's, Frasier that's was before. Friends, or not too. friends? I meant Cheers. I watched Cheers because you know that, but like Frasier came right off of was Cheers. after it, yeah. So spinoff or whatever. Um, but I didn't really watch a whole lot of it. But I know I, I acknowledge it as a really good show. It was a really good sitcom. It's really, really well written. That's what I like about like yeah. most of the stuff that I really enjoy is st- like stuff like House of Cards, where you can tell that the time has really been put into the writing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's yeah, not so like Jersey Shore, like you're so stupid. <laughs> that for an hour. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that um, we've uh, what was that? I mean, Blacklist, but that's pretty. We're caught up with. Oh. That now, um, which just because I love James Spader, <laughs> I think she likes that one. Yeah, the the, the <laughs> voice of so Ultron from the new Avengers movie, dude's just I got. I still haven't seen just, that. Oh, dude, so. Have you watched Blacklist at all? Yeah, I've watched Blacklist. Yeah, you gotta check. That guy was in the Office for a while. That guy who's okay, uh, yeah. James Spader. Yeah, James yeah. Spader. Yeah. Um, okay, well, so I, let's wrap up here real quick. We've got a we got a uh, we've got, got a workout to do. We have a workout to do. But last question is: when you think of the word success. What is the the first person that comes to mind? And then tell me why. God, that's a deep one. Uh, Let's go to Brittany first. From Netflix. Can I to, can I stall and go to Brittany first? Yeah, I don't know. Do you have one? Yeah, I do. Oh gosh, mm. I do. Is it A from Pretty Little Liars? It's not A. <laughs> no one knows who A is. So. Mm. Oh, that's so right. That's the dead girl, right? Yeah, she's okay. dead, but she's not. Sorry. Yeah. Last five minutes of every episode. Nope. Done. <laughs> All right. When I think of success, who do I think of? Yeah. Abby Wambach. Abby Wambach. Okay. For okay. anybody who doesn't know her, player? explain it. Yeah. Uh, soccer player. Okay. She played at Florida. Um, she just retired from the women's national team after they just world won the World Cup uh, this past week. So what what's her story? What is So why, why do you consider her the most successful person? Or? Being a – well, when it comes to ath- like athletics, um, a specimen, number one, for female soccer players. She's 35 and – Oh, wow still a badass and just the knowing what it takes just to get to the level that I was for collegiate soccer for females and what it takes to I'm coming to a point where the people I played in college now are two of the girls that are on the field for the World Cup Um, especially coming from the ACC and those schools so it's almost longevity in that high level level, I mean I think like I'm, I'm 23 I'm at my prime for preparing for regionals and hopefully taking it to the games. But when I think of what my body feels like after that many years of soccer mm-hmm. yeah. and my knees, as y'all have been hearing, it's, like um, another just, 10. It, yeah. it, it's just amazing to have that drive and it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, cool. Oh, nice. I could tear up. Jared, talking about it. Gosh, I mean, well, the first thing, I mean, 
somebody like obviously my dad pops into mind like okay uh, you know raise the family supports the family always there every single wrestling meet i ever did like that's that's the definition of success to me in that living the way you want um you know being happy with the family you know living the right way that sort of thing you know is is an athlete i mean i guess it would be the longevity thing but probably my dad i mean did he have a sweet beard too because that's how i judge no he didn't no (laughs) No. he always shaved um Man, that's unfortunate. Yeah, but maybe as an athlete, you just got to imagine what his beard would have been like. Mm-hmm. Considering he's, I mean, he's your father. He used to have one. I look a lot like him. Do you? He used to have one pretty good. But uh, as an athlete, probably Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Ooh, actually, after the footballs. even or Bill Belichick. But it doesn't have to be athletes. See, that's the, that, that's what I, I want to find out. Like okay, everybody Donald, has Donald different. Trump. Yeah. Okay. You like Donald Trump? <laughs> Are you going to vote for him in the upcoming election? <laughs> I just my, knew that was going to be a reaction. I, my idea of success is bad toupees. No, yeah. but that's why I, it, it's it's really interesting to see what everyone's idea of success hmm. is because everybody's different. Yeah. Some people judge it financially. Some people judge it, like you said, like on a on a personal relationship level. Yeah, you know, as a family, some people judge it athletically mm-hmm. and like how what high level of achievement they have. So it's it's just curious, and or I'm, I'm always curious to find out what people consider success. Yeah. So the, I mean, the first one that popped in my head was my dad, and then I was yeah. trying to think who I was more impressed with or what would mean more success to me and it, nothing really popped who, up but i just gave an example as an athlete because she did right. so well yeah so let yeah an athlete wh- who was the most influential athlete for you growing up then like wh- what what figure tiger influenced you most really wouldn't yeah, that no doubt tiger woods he's wow. still my favorite athlete huh even yeah. his off the field issues whatever off the yeah why is issues. that though oh i mean because i grew up watching golf okay, and i would yeah. see him every single sunday because my dad was a big golf fan and i'd see him you know just dominate on sundays and for that period of time. Do you was, think he played multiple school, sports in school? Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, it's probably not. I, yeah. I, I mean, so. in some ways, for a lot of people, I think that Tiger Woods is off the off the field stuff made him, you know, more believable, more human, and that makes his accomplishments even that more impre- like that much more impressive when you have those temptations there and you still dedicate yourself and you get that. What about now? Because he's kind of in his twilight, right? Well, yeah. So he hasn't won a major since '08. Tory Pines on his uh, reconstructed Jeez. ACL and his broken. He won that on a torn ACL and it. a t- broken tibia. So he hasn't won a major since then. You think about golf being like it's like oh yeah he tore his whatever he's just swinging a golf club, but no, that makes a huge oh, difference. Yeah. Man. So I mean, people, everybody's kind of written him out. He's been hasn't won in seven years a major, uh, but I think he's going to win. I think he'll, he'll make a comeback. I think he. I mean, this year I think he will win one major, which is a pretty bold prediction considering his recent track history mm-hmm. um but i think he will i think he'll make a comeback i mean i think he'll be back into it i think this this whole scandal did significantly impact his psyche and his kind of unbreakable uh, mental toughness because for golf that's like he's missed more cuts in the last three everything. four years than he did in his entire 13 year pro career before that literally yeah. in, in two years he's missed so success more success for so. you is dad tiger woods tim uh tom brady yeah <laughs> there you go Cool. I like it. Yeah. All right. So, well, all right, guys, uh, make sure you go to garageathletes.com and uh, check out the new Driven series that's going to be coming out. This is the first podcast, the mm-hmm. first episode of the Driven series. We're going to be having videos, too, of training at uh, cool places. We're going to go up to Colorado. We'll train with Jared again up there. Yes, get sir. some video content of that. A bunch of different barbell clubs, uh, grid people, CrossFitters, all kinds of fun stuff. Um, if that's, you see us out at the games, make sure to say hey. Uh, yeah. We'll be out there for the majority of it. I think we're getting in like a day or so late but we'll be there for the whole time and we'll be hanging out and podcasting with some pretty cool people. So yeah, 
Check us out. Uh, we'll be putting everything on YouTube and iTunes. Uh, check out garageathletes.com. Want to give a shout out to Sweat Equity. Got the new swag oh, in. So the first video, yeah. we figured we'd had to video this one. Got some good swag coming out for that. I was um, pretty happy with how the shirts turned out, and I'm, I'm happy to be able to get them on some real-life people, so it's not just an idea in my head anymore. But uh, you'll be able to get those soon. Website will be up within the next week or so, and you'll be able to get some pre-orders in. Uh, I mean, you know, judging by what these guys said, it's going to go fast. I mean, I'm really happy with how they turn out. It's a good-looking shirt, so, you know, hop on. Best shit ever. It will put 20 kilos on your total. I did PR in my first time training in the shirt yesterday, so I, I hit a PR for the first time I had in a while. I hit that 141, and hopefully – and that was before I learned all the cool stuff. That was before <laughs> I realized everything I was doing wrong, which was a lot. Yeah. So speaking of that, I'm going to let Jared uh, – let's let's pimp this uh, seminar that we got because this is really good stuff. I'm excited. Great, we great. don't have a date when it's actually coming out yet because we're filming it right now. We're about to go finish filming it um, and do the little photo shoot for it. Um, but uh, it won't be too long after the games. We'll have it out. And uh, where can they get all that stuff at? Yeah. So, I mean, I'll update everybody on all my social media at mm-hmm. Jared, Jared Enderton. Uh, but my Facebook is JaredEnderton.com, too. So uh, just check those out. We'll be updating you with it. The launch date won't be very long. But we also don't want to launch it too soon when the product isn't complete and we're not yeah. going to provide the most value. So. Uh, I'll keep you updated on that. We don't have a launch date, but uh, in, and that's Jared Enerton on everything. So at Jared Enerton on Twitter, at Jared Enerton on Instagram, and then Jared Enerton on Facebook and yep. MySpace and MySpace and yeah. Zanga, <laughs> Zanga, <laughs> and Brittany. Where can they follow you at and uh, and and play? Okay, so uh, my Instagram is Britt Beaumont with and, two T's. And if you like dogs, and if you like dogs, you like dogs. You, you really should follow me. Because oh, wait, you're a CrossFitter with a dog? I am. <laughs> you're a I've never seen that been, before. It hasn't been done before. <laughs> I've never seen it before. Cross Except my golden is like eight, so I'm ahead of the game. Okay. You're going to have to spell Beaumont, by the way. Oh, Beaumont. B-E-A-U-M-O-N-T. So it's like B-E-A-U, like beautiful, and then Mont. Mont. Well, I just picture it like a really beautiful. proper southern, like Beaumont, like with that southern accent. Well, yeah. my middle name's Virginia, so. Oh, you know, oh, Miss, wow. oh, Miss, Miss Virginia, Virginia Beaumont is the sweetest little thing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, guys, just so you know, Beaumont means beautiful mountain in French. Oh, so. okay. So I think it makes was sense. Was that a quad reference? That Were was. Powerful Mount, quads. Yeah, qu- ma- beautiful mountain. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, and so it's can, Brit Beaumont uh, or... Uh, Facebook is Brittany Beaumont, but yep. um, everything for play is on my social media accounts. So, Heck yeah, and give you can check shout. out all that stuff. I'm on Instagram at the underscore lowdown l o e d o w n uh, Nathan Low l o e on Facebook. Uh, Sweat Equity popping off soon. I'll make sure you guys uh, are the first to get the link for that, and then you can check out Garage Coach JM at Garage Coach JM if you want to see whatever Justin's doing. Yeah, and at Garage Athletes as well. Garage athletes on, on Instagram, Instagram and um, Twitter. If you're not, if you're listening to this, and you're not following us. Shame on you. Yeah, you're fired. You should be. Donald Trump. <laughs> you're fired. You're, you're fired. fired. <laughs> All right, guys. Another one in the books. Thank you guys for coming out. Let's go train. Driven Series 2015. See you. Garage Athletes is produced in partnership with theoamnetwork.com and GarageAthletes.com.